Heading into week two of NFL 2023 preseason, word on the street is we're going to have three rookie quarterbacks potentially starting in week one. Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud. Is that a good move or a bad move? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson. Always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson podcast. And guys, thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for being the family and our everydayers. Now, as always, you know who's with me, my boy, my tag team partner, my partner in crime, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the talent code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, and 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, right? To bring you that champ talk. We're talking myself, Damian Parsons. We're here to bring you that championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7, 365, man. And listen, in that 24-7 and 365 days, we're at the point where we're starting to get some hot news, DP. Things are starting to roll, right? And, man, in this slate of – um you know, news that we have, right? We're talking about these rookie quarterbacks starting, right? There's been breaking news of Anthony Richardson will be a starting quarterback. Bryce Young looks to be the starter. CJ Straw, all signs are pointing towards him. So we're going to get into that conversation. Plus, we have Dalvin Cook skipping out on going home to the Miami Dolphins. And he's going to the New York Jets to kind of shift the paradigm once again in the AFC, in a competitive AFC. And then we get into one of our favorite segments. I told you, we're bringing these segments back. We're rolling them back. We're bringing up stock up, stock down. So, DP, let's kick this thing off, man, with this rookie quarterback conversation, man, because you look at the success of Patrick Mahomes. You look at the success of Aaron Rodgers, right, potentially Jordan Love now. And there's been successful guys sitting on the bench and waiting. But we see three rookies. We see three guys that looks at and appears that they're going to be starters for their NFL teams come week one. What is your biggest take on it? How do you feel about it? Talk to the people. Man, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a, you know, you talk about good or bad, Keith. My impact statement is, dang right, let's go. You know what I mean? Go ahead and get the, like, I think the, the two big, the, the two ones that I feel like you you couldn't get away with sitting is C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I don't think you could have gotten away with that as a coaching staff, right? Because they were the more they play, they played more than Anthony Richardson. They had more play time, more pass attempts, all the stuff that we talked that, that the national media talked about coming into the 2023 NFL draft as quarterbacks that people really paid attention to and, and really loved. Like they were, they are who they are, right? They're they're ready to play, right? Pro, what, what's the term? Pro ready? They like to throw. Out? I hate that term. First of all, I absolutely hate it. But they throw that term out there a lot. That they're pro ready. So, okay, Bryce Young, to me, it was no – he had to start, right? Like, the, you know what I'm saying? He had to be the QB one. And then C.J. Stroud going into the second preseason game, getting the second start, I think all signs are pointing to it. Anthony Richardson was the one that people had trepidation about, right? And I felt like, listen, you learn by doing. And then watching that, watching the tape, as I talked about on, on the YouTube channel and everything, and, and we talked about yesterday on the, on the pod, watching the tape, Keith, I saw a young man that looks ready to play – 
NFL football. Like, and they haven't even fully built the offense tailored around his skill set yet. That was the scary part because I saw comfort uh, in the, with this young man in the pocket, reading coverages, things like that. So, yeah, man, I, I feel I, it's a good move. I, I'm a, I agree with all three of them being starters. Yeah, see, I'm I'm a lot more hesitant with it. I'm a lot more hesitant with that just from the perspective of I are they ready, right? Are they ready? Do we hand it to them because they were drafted so high? And I understand the situations, right? Like we said, Bryce Young with the Panthers, you know, then you see the straw with the Texans, you know, Anthony Richardson with the Colts. I just when we look at preseason performances, right? Because we react to them, we react to them week by week, right? Preseason performances and CJ Stroud, I mean, he took what four passes, right? And I told and we talked about it on this podcast. I said, don't be surprised if Davis Mills looks decent, you know, out there. And he did. He played fairly yeah. decent football, right? Like he looked like a veteran out there. You've seen the arm strength and be able to go through his progression. So I think this, that I don't want to put too much on those guys, please, because I also look at it from this perspective, DP, that they they were, they were quarterbacks. Like at one point, CJ Stroud had three first round wide receivers, right? And, you know, offensive linemen that were going to get drafted in the NFL. Bryce Young, similar situation, right? Anthony Richardson didn't have that. But, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that these guys came from talented situations. And it shifts the paradigm from when you walk out on the field, all of your teammates are better than the opponents that they're going on, right? Like, they're going to win. We talk about football, winning your matchups. They're going to win their one-on-ones to now – it's a 50-50 split, right, on if my wide receiver is better than the corner. Like, you take Bryce Young's situation, right? Like, you're talking about Jameson Williams running past Keely Ringo on a double move, right? Who on that offense can do that for the Carolina Panthers? Probably, I, I would fair to say, probably nobody, right? And then you look at the Houston Texans. They have a bunch of, of young guys, but oh, is it Garrett Wilson? Is it Jackson Smith and Jigba? Is it Chris Olave? We don't know if that's if they're there, that type of caliber player. So I'm all for this, DP. I'm even all for them playing early i just want them to make sure that they earned it and that would be my perspective from the coaching the anthony richardson one is a rather interesting dynamic um from the perspective of he's going to be a runner too you know what i'm saying it's not just passing and if you're going to unleash the running aspect of it then they can bring along some other things to where maybe that part can make it comfortable so if i i'm am i mad at it no is it you know part of the fan in you where you want to see these guys play NFL football? Yeah, but then there's also the part of like I also want the best for them, so I just hope that they're yeah. ready. And that's kind of where I'm at with the three of these guys. Yeah, and I, no, I'm with you, Keith, and that's a, that's a very good counterpoint because you do want them to be ready, right? You don't want them to go out there and say, and become Sam Donald where they're seeing ghosts and all that type of craziness. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's the that's a big. I think what with and, and I love the. When they come on to CJ and Bryce, it's a point that is not like it, it felt like it was talked about with CJ because you know the receivers he had, you know, even like last year in 2022, because the 2022 Bama offense wasn't 2021 Bama offense, people forgot right. that man Bryce is on a team that's typically favored to win by 10 plus points each week. It don't matter who the opponent is. So it's like I, I love that nugget because of the fact that it is going to be kind of an uphill climb where no, you're not on the team with the, the five stars all over the field. You're on the team that had to work by budget, find the players that they can find, and put them guys in the positions to win. And I think that's, for me, it's like to see these kids step on the field, these young men step on the field and get their shot. Like, you got like if, if you, you have worries about C.J. Stroud, I guess from a timing standpoint, like him just, like, locking in on reads and stuff, well, you know what? 
you got to get those reps so that we can coach you up in the coaching room, right? You know what I mean? You know firsthand about that stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like you got to get those reps, whether it's preseason and then even into week one, which I think is against the Baltimore Ravens. Oof, you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of rough. And that's the, so what you don't want is you, you don't want to create that mental slide, right? And, and things snowball and it's compounding situations like Keith with what you mean, that you go out there week one, right? And you're not all the way ready, right? So what you do is – you, you know, you misidentify a coverage or you and a wide receiver not on the same page, you throw a pick six, right? Now in your mind, you're like, man, I don't want to do that again. That was embarrassing, right? Now you overcorrect the situation, right? So it could be the same exact situation, but you think, you know what, I'm not doing that again. So now I'm just not going to throw the ball at all, take the sack. Now you run off the field, the coach asking you why you didn't pull the trigger. So now you go back on the field, you pull the trigger, you throw another interception. So, it, you know, it can just turn into compounded things. That's why I say I, I'm, I, I like all, all of these Huh? Sounds like Trey Lance. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The confidence and like that's, trying that's, to overcorrect, gun shy. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, that's, that's that's another conversation for another podcast, man. But um, <laughs> definitely, I, I I like all three of these guys, right? But we also have to look at history, DP, from the perspective of when's the last draft that we seen three quarterbacks getting taken in the you know in the first round or whatever, right? The first three quarterbacks. And then all three of them are extremely successful. Right. It's rare, right? So you, you're kind Very of leaning rare. on the fact of if, if you're the Panthers, if you're the Texans, if you're the Colts, you want to make sure that, like, it's not going to be my guy that don't make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're kind of looking at it like that. Like, man, one of these guys are not, you know, like, and that's just, and, and I hope that all three of them are extremely successful. But if you look at history and we're just looking at numbers, right, like there's a higher percent of chance that these three guys are not going to make it. Like, you go back to that Trey Lance draft, right? You had Trevor Lawrence. You had Zach Wilson, you had Trey Lance, you had Mac Jones, right? That you had Justin Fields. That was what I I think five in the top 15 picks. Yeah, you had five in the top 15, right? And as of now, there's only one that we feel really good about, right? That we're talking about all pro of and that's even and even that's barely because he had a you can talk about Trevor Lawrence because he wasn't great at the beginning of last year. Yeah, he he had a bad on on the back end. Right. He had a year and a half of bad. So, you know, it's it's it can get really, you know, become a really slippery slope, man. And so, yeah, like, just because no, right. I know we have to transition that I'm excited to watch the guys out that they're all extremely successful. It's just I maybe it's just that little bit of me, like a little bit nervous. Like, I hope they know what yeah. they're doing. Like, that, that that's it's, how no, it, it's warranted, Keith. No, everything you say is 100 percent facts and 100 percent warranted because it could it could snowball if they don't handle this correctly. It got it snowball. I I I like I like the move to stardom, but I do have this. I do have similar thoughts as you. I do have those concerns. Yeah, and we'll and we'll see, man. They continue to build this thing out, and we've seen quarterbacks play bad, you know, one year, and then you know continue to get better by you know. And the biggest thing is to make that jump from year one to year two, right? That's what we'll be kind of looking at and trying to see. But man, DP, keep this thing rolling, man. The New York Jets—they never fail us to give us information, give us content, give us headlines. They brought home Delvin Cook. They said Delvin Cook. Pass up the hometown. Don't go to Miami Beach. Come to the New York J-E-T-S. Just, just, just. So we're about to have that conversation, man. And who does it impact, right? Like, how does it positively impact the Jets? But how does it negatively impact those young running backs on this depth chart? We're getting into that coming up next. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? Guys, it's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. Clinically shown to improve your hair growth, the visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements 
use physician formulated natural and science backed ingredients. Their drug free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health because no one, and I repeat, no one wants that. And it works, guys. In a clinical study, 84% of the men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. So take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men into the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. The Jets got more jet fuel, Keith, with this signing of Dalvin Cook. And there's so much, there's so much impact with this signing, right? They just reported... Uh, that 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 Brees Hall is coming off the PUP list, right? And that he is going to be returning to practice, and they're aiming for him to be ready by week one. I think that's a little optimistic off of the ACL, but that's why Dalvin Cook signing makes it. If Brees Hall can't go, that's your starter. But it hurts somebody in that room, Keith. It, Israel Bandicanda, a guy that we talked about as a standout on yesterday's pod, you know, it hurts, Keith. It hurts this young man's playing time heading into 2023 into his rookie year. Because if you don't sign Dalvin Cook, I truly believe after what he's kind of shown, more so, you know, I, I guess that would be week two for him in preseason since they played in the Hall of Fame game. His second Hall of Fame, his second preseason game from this past weekend, he showcased that he, showcased that he can ball, Keith, that he can tote the rock. And I felt like he would have been RB2 behind Brees Hall and potentially RB1, you know what I mean, if things continue to shake out the way that they have. But, you know, Alvin Cook's in the building. Right? <laughs> Man, listen, this is this is the business of the NFL, right? And we, we, we you know, as, as on the outside, right, like not being in the building and, and it just not being personal to us in the sense of the perspective of, you know, we're fans of the game, we're fans of the NFL, right? But for those people, it is so very real, right? Because now you, you have to think about this, that – I go from being RB2 to potentially RB3, right? And I'm, I'm facing an uphill battle from even a politics perspective. Everybody's so excited about Saul's going on the defense and then it's Brees Hall's offense, right? Like he he's the exciting piece offensively along with Garrett Wilson, right? So you have to do a lot to win over that political battle. Obviously, you're not beating out Delvin Cook, right? There's a reason why they brought him in. We have to get into the 53-man roster part of it, right? Because Delvin Cook's going to make this roster, right? Brees Hall is going to be on this roster. So now the question is, how many running backs are you going to carry? So do if you're Israel Bandicana, do you want to go into the season being RB3? Don't forget they have Michael Carter. Don't forget they have Bam Knight also. Do you want to go in there being RB3 or RB4? Or are you like, you know what, man? Just go ahead and cut me. Now, when you're in that perspective, right, you're sitting there and you're thinking like, Am I even going to be a Jet much longer? Right? But you have to right. not think about it. With, with all of those perspectives and we're having this conversation talking about those, you know, like that's like showing up to a job where you're like, I ain't going to be here. Right? Like the Madden Johnson <laughs> thing. But you still have to put the shoulder pads on. You have to, you know, you have to be, you have to put on a good face. You have to be a good person and you have to go yeah. through that. So I, I, man, when you talk about, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up this conversation, DP, because it definitely affects Israel Bandicana. And this was somebody that we were like, I don't say extremely excited about. That's not it. But if you had to talk about stock up, stock down, which is on our next segment, we were like, stock is pointing up for this guy, right? Like he, he, he should be able to play well enough in this Jets offense. So I, I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, it will be interesting to see how this plays out for Israel Bandicana. It, it really is, Keith, because, and you brought up an interesting point. It's like, 
are you going to be there, Izzy? You know what I mean? Or are they going to yeah. keep you? Or, or they, would they rather go they, with Bam Knight they, and Michael Carter? Right. Or they, they may want to keep you if you're the most talented one, but is that best for you, right? Are you sitting best there like, you, man, yeah. I want to play, right? Like, I don't want to, like, I appreciate you keeping me, but I think this is when you should let me go. Like, it's so, it's so, so many different things, you know, to that situation. And you look at teams that may still need running backs, right? Like the, the Dallas Cowboys, right? Deuce Vaughn has emerged, but I mean, he's 5'5, 155 pounds, right? And maybe yeah. I could go over there and be RB2 to Tony Pollard. The Minnesota Vikings, right? You're talking about Alexander Madison, and then who's after that, right? So, there are other teams that he could potentially go to and be an immediate help if you would just let him go. So is he going to – I think Delvin Cook, because you asked what is it going to do, I just think Delvin Cook's the best running back, right? And, and this is the New York Jets team. They needed I, – I, I think when it comes down to a DP, they needed Delvin Cook. They needed a creative running back, right? They needed a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. They need a guy that can make something out of nothing because this New York Jets team to get on this offense, DP – while while it was okay, it is still to me it was not top tier. If you look at this roster from top to bottom, with the glaring improvement needed at offensive line, and Delvin Cook helps that offensive line. So Delvin Cook is going to play, and I I think he's going to play a lot of football. I I do too. And you said he's you know he's the best running back on the team. He is you know yeah. Brees showed a lot last year when he was healthy. But you talk about a guy with footwork, can exchange gaps, can get in and out of cuts and everything, you know, just getting in and out of lanes and everything. Like, that's Dalvin Cook. He has some of the best footwork in the game at the running back position. And so I think those two, you know, I think if any, they're going to run the ball, right? I, I don't foresee them being run heavy with, not with Aaron Rodgers, that quarterback, you know what I mean? You ain't did all this just to run the ball. 60 40. I just don't foresee that, you know. Um, but when they run the ball, it's going to be those two, and that's where it's like, okay, like, yeah, maybe you because I truthfully, I think somebody's going to the practice squad, you know what I mean? Like, it could be Bam Knight, could be you know, I think Michael Carter probably is the third change of pace back, probably gets the nod if they don't keep Izzy. But you know, like you said, is if is it best for Izzy to stay on this team? I mean, yes and no, because like you can sit behind Dalvin Cook and learn a lot from a guy like Dalvin Cook, right? It's not much I expect him to learn from Brees because Brees ain't play a full season. Dalvin Cook been in the game six, seven years, and he's been mm-hmm. one of the better running backs in the league that entire you know time. So like you can learn a ton from Dalvin Cook because he's a great teammate and everything like that. Work, work ethic, all that stuff. You can learn all the stuff that he knows from him. So that's the good part about it. Bad part, you're not gonna play much, like because it's gonna be mm-hmm. Dalvin and Brees, man. So it's just an interesting. That's a storyline that I'm keeping my eye on in the Big Apple, man. Is what happens with this running back room in New York now that Dalvin Cooks there, like especially if Brees, like I know they said Brees is trying to, you know, they're trying to have him ready by by week one, right? Now if Brees stayed on the PUP list, Keith, then is he still probably is RB two for at least six weeks of the season, but because Brees is coming off the PUP. Now it makes this thing a little more congested and a little like, all right, what, where do I get my touches? You know what I mean? Like, do you, yeah, I don't, I'm, if I'm the general manager, really? like, I don't know if you can turn kicks and calls. I can't remember. Yeah, I like, can't remember either. But I, I'm, if I'm the general manager, I'm not bringing in Delvin Cook to not play him, right? And then all the pressure is right. on us to win a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I want my most experienced, you know what I'm saying? My best, I'm putting my best 11 out there on the field with the old coach and that is the DP. And we got to keep this thing going, right? Like like we said, man, Delvin Cook, 
brings in there a little bit of disruption for Israel Banda Kanda, Bam Knight, who's a second-year guy, right? And then you still have Michael Carter, who they drafted also a couple years ago. So he's going to come in there and shake some things up along with Brees Hall, man. But, DP, it's time to get in one of our favorite segments, man. Stock up, stock down, based off of this week one, right? Like some things we've been right, some things we've been wrong about, man. But we're going to get into it. We're going to bring up our couple guys, man, that we feel like stock is all the way up on this play and a couple guys that we like, you know what? I'm stepping away from it. Stock down. The stock market is open, Keith. It's been a while. It's been a while. So we're back. The stock market is open, and we got to talk about a couple players here, man. And, and, and Keith, I'm going to start. I'm going to ask you about quarterback over, you know, for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Aiden O'Connell. He had a nice nice day, you know, nice game versus the backups in San Fran, um, you know, this like over 140 yard passing or something like that. Like he he was good. He was good, man. And Jimmy G, you know, being who Jimmy G is, you know, there's some problems with what Jimmy G is because he can't stay healthy, right? So if Jimmy G were to go down, this kid Aiden O'Connell would be the quarterback, right? Keith, are you stock up or stock down on Aiden O'Connell as their QB two? I'm I'm stock up on him being QB two. I'm stock up on Aiden O'Connell, but you have to understand where I started from, right? I didn't have any stock at all to begin with on Aiden O'Connell. So <laughs> he wasn't the on the radar. Is, yeah, he was, <laughs> I, and I mean, we we knew him. I just was like, hey, yeah. I'm you know, kind of A-OK on him. Right? Like, like, yeah, he was just a stock I wasn't buying. Um, but I will say this. I, I've watched it. I looked at the data. I'm like, okay, stock has moved up. So now I'm paying attention to the stock a little bit more. Yeah, now I would definitely say stock up, man. And, and plus the other part of this DP is this, is that I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you like, if, if somebody tells me that somebody comes and beat out Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not surprised. Like, I'm not sitting there like, oh, man, I wasn't expecting that. So that goes into the other half, DP, of why I say stock up for Aiden O'Connell is because he performed well. Josh McDaniels showed that he, like, he likes weird quarterbacks, right? It, it's just I, – I don't know what it is, right? He has a type that, you know, he has – he likes those style quarterbacks. Aiden O'Connell appeared to be able to operate this offense at some sort of level, right? This is the same. We're talking about Josh McDaniels, the same guy that benched Derek Carr for, for Jason Stidham, right? For Jared Stidham, I'm sorry. So he, he likes a type, right? Whatever that type may be. So I can very well see Aiden O'Connell playing at some point this season. So if you're talking about paying attention, prospect, potential, getting on the field, stock up for him. Yeah, I'll give him a stock up as well. He performed well. Um, you know, watch the tape. I Like – there's so much context, you know, people like, you know, giving them like leaping praise on them and stuff. I'm like, I, like when you're, when you're in a quick timing offense and you're seeing seven yards of cushion, it's not really hard to hit a slant route guys. I'm just going to be honest. Like it's not hard to hit the slant route. Um, your offensive line is dominating. Like it was a lot that went into it, but for him, you know, he was quick. He processed well, move well in the pocket, things of like that. And he, he just, he orchestrated the offense. Right. And that's, very like you talk about with McDaniels, he's very Kyle Shanahan in that regard. I don't want you to deviate from the scheme, just run it as I call it. That's kind of that doesn't really work unless you're like Tom Brady as your quarterback, but nonetheless, um, you know, what I mean, you need somebody that can deviate and do some other things. So, shout out to him. It's a stalker. I'm the same way. He was a the, the bar was low, all right. My expectations were low. He cleared the low expectations now. When the medium expectations and you start playing more of the ones and stuff like that. Didn't, didn't okay, we'll see. But you know, I'll give I'll give him stock up. Uh I'll give him stock up as well, Keith. Um Malik Willis, Keith. Our boy, you know, over at Tennessee, 
who's battling for QB2 with, uh, with Will Levis. How you feeling? You stock up or stock down on him? DP, I just watched this game yesterday, man. I just watched it yesterday. I was doing some afternoon grinding. I was like, you know what? Let me cut this. Because you, you know it's young guys, right? Justin Fields, yeah. you know, Malik Willis, Will Levis. So there's a lot to be, you know, to kind of figure out, right? And, and, and they got significant snaps. DP, can I just say hold? I'm I'm, I'm gonna just hold a stack. I, I don't know, like, cause what, what I watched, <laughs> what I watched was it was some good. It, it was better than last year, right? But I still wasn't buying all the way in. And then I, I would be completely honest, and I don't know if we have Tennessee Titans fans. I'm just not very excited about what they're doing. Period. And you know, I, I don't think this is a team that has a lot of depth to it either, right? Like, I think yeah. you know when the Tennessee Titans are uh, fully healthy, and you know, is 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 Simmons. Um, you, you know, it's 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 D Hop, it's it's Derrick Henry, right? They're a competitive team, but like the position that matters, offensive line, right? And then you know the wide receiver depth and where where does that stand? Is this though? I have questions about it, DP. I I just do, and I don't know if their second and third teamers are that talented, um, you know, to really give them a good look as far as you know NFL starting quarterbacks because you know, that what a, what a talent discrepancy is. So I watched a lot of, and, and this was just with that offense period, because even Malik Willis and I watched Will Levis and I left the, I left not feeling any type of way. It was just like, ah, I, I felt real yeah. blah about it. Right. If, if, if that's a, a term. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to steal what you said. Hold. Like I, I need to see <laughs> more because he's the first drive started. Well, you know what I mean? It went down yeah, and scored. Yeah. Then he had like a snowball effect of like three straight drives where it just was all like strip sack, do a pick. You know, the, the offensive line played horribly for both quarterbacks, him and Will mm-hmm. Levis. You know what I mean? So, and then he started to show some more and show some more promise with some, you know, I think like his last drive and, and you know, I think it was like a two minute drive and he got him down to the red zone. You know what I mean? They just couldn't convert and everything, but he, you know, it just showed the ability to, to, to drive the ball and, and you start to see his trigger quickening up. But again, it was just too many peaks and you know, like peaks and valleys in that game with with, with Malik. So I'm I'm a hold as well, Keith. I'm a hold. I want to ask you about one of your boy, one of your teams in your region, Calvin Austin the third, big dog, for the for the Pittsburgh Austin. Steelers, man. How we feel? Because Keith, he he healthy, man. He, he, he balled like he, out. He you know what I mean when he yeah, got I'm, his I'm, opportunities. I'm going to stock up on Calvin Austin, and I'm going for this reason that, and I, I talked about we talked about it on here before. I don't love the Steelers wide receiver core. Right? Like, I think George Pickens is a dude, but he's a dude at what he does. You know what I'm saying? And then um, you have what, what I'm blanking on my guy, um, the wide receiver. Uh, Dante, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Deontay Johnson. I don't know why I was blanking on his name, but Deontay Johnson is, you know, solid player, right? But he's very specific in what he does. And I think that when you roll out Kelvin Austin, who's what? five seven 155 pounds he's going to be specific in what he does but he's going to add another element right and i think he's going to get usage i I can see them throwing screens to him right taking some deep shots with him um you know just doing maybe you know putting him in the backfield allow him to you know be a kind of matchup type guy so i'm definitely as long as this guy stay healthy i think he will make some game-changing plays for the pittsburgh steelers so i'm gonna go stock up on him yeah, stock up for me too, Keith. Um, you know, as I close out my the guys I have, uh, stock up for me. I think, like you said, just adding a different element to this offense. The speed is legit. 
the speed we saw at the Senior Bowl uh, last last January, uh, what was that 2022, where he's out there giving everybody hell and no one can run with them and everything else. You see that as, as a rod receiver, but also the jet sweep game, getting them into the run game, you know, stuff like that. Manufactured touches. He is going to bring a different element. And I think that you know him and and he he would mesh well with what they have because they don't have a true speed component. Yeah, I agree. All right, look, I got I got one one last person, DP, and this is kind of an off the radar type name, um, but situation, right? Now, and and it could not play well at all, right? But I want to go running back from Las Vegas because I told you, you know, I watched some of the game. Um, Zamir White, stock up or stock down, and the, and the reason is is with the Josh Jacobs contract conversation, mm-hmm. um, and you know, with the holdout and stuff like that. So I'm actually with 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 Josh Jacobs that situation. Zamir White, are you stock up, or do you think it's going to be somebody else um, in that backfield? If Josh Jacobs is not there week one, stock up. Zamir White's RB1. I truly believe that, Keith. He he looked like Zeus. He looked like the young man that everybody, like, lauded about after he was recruited mm-hmm. to Georgia pre-ACL injuries. Like, yep. he was decisive, quick, physical, fast, downhill, in a hurry, like, he kept that offense. We talk about Aiden O'Connell. Yes, he did some good things, but it was all a lot of it was off of the back of of, of Zamir White in terms of the run game, giving the play action, things of that nature. I, I'm saying stock up, man. If Josh Jacobs missed significant time due to this contract situation, this young man's gonna have a, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the RB one in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would say stock up too, man. And if I had him, if it was Josh Jacobs, look, I'm all about y'all. Y'all know me. I'm a running back advocate, right? Draft him in the first get, round. Get your money. Pay him make money, right? Like, I'm all about that. But if I'm Josh Jacobs, come back to camp, baby. Just come back. Come back Facts. and play because I think the mirror white. Like, this This is not a leverage play. Saquon Barkley, and I was disappointed he did it because if I was Saquon, everybody knows how I feel about Daniel Jones, I would have simply said, go ahead. Y'all want to roll with Daniel Jones? Go ahead and play with him. I'll be over here, right? But Saquon, <laughs> Saquon had leverage, but he didn't take it. Josh Jacobs, in the perspective, I don't think he has leverage because I think Zamir White is a talented running back. Um, Very similar skill sets as far as what they offer. We'll just see how it plays out on the field, right? But, yeah, that, that DP, that was my last guy. I wanted to throw in Zamir White, a little curveball, a running back conversation. So, like we said, man, you can take that and apply it with fantasy, whatever you want to do, uh, but definitely stock up. Um, on a couple guys that we talked about, you know, one guy we had to hold with Malik Willis, man. But DP, that was a fun show, man. I enjoyed that, man. We talked about these rookie quarterbacks, man. The news is flying. Rookie quarterbacks are going to start, which, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Delvin Cook coming to the big apple, man, ready to do some, you know, re- really good things for the New York Jets, man. And then stock up, stock down segment. I had really fun. Like I said, man, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us. Tap in with us tomorrow, man. We're going to have some more fun, exciting uh, content coming your way every day. Like we said, 24-7, 365 with the Locked On NFL Draft. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell notification on YouTube so you're notified whenever we drop content. Uh, on tomorrow's show, we're going to get into Thursday night football. We have two games on Thursday night that we're going to talk about and break down and preview. But, guys, in terms of Twitter, you know what you can do. Find and follow us on Twitter at Keith, uh, Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. Me, Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team.